great. Um, and I'm just gonna start recording right now, just cause I like I like I like to just, just start them out like naturally and just you know chill. Okay, I love that. Yeah. Um, so where are you located, man? Right now, I'm located in Orlando, Florida. Though normally I'm based off of Miami, actually. Okay, cool. I see you got a. Is that like a like a microphone back there or something? That. Yeah. That's a ring light. <laughs> Oh, so it's like for like good lighting, like like for videos and stuff like that. Exactly. Oh, dude, I'm gonna have to get one of those. Dude, yes, ring lights are game changers for content, or if you're hosting any calls, whatever, it just looks so good. Uh, I'm totally getting that. I'm writing that down right now. Yes, and they're pretty cheap too. I'm gonna cop that. 100. percent Yes. Um. Well, cool, man. So let's just jump right into it. Um, everyone, welcome to the Soul Food for Thought podcast. And today I'm excited to bring you Carlos. Is your last name pronounced De La Playa? Is that yeah, like De La Playa, just like that. Okay, De La Playa. Um, and yeah, man, I mean, I saw your your content on Instagram and you know, I like how you, you know, you're, you're liberated. That's one way you could put it. You're free. Um, and just like that, you know, your way of expressing yourself, it's, you know, it's, it's clear that you, I don't know. I mean, perhaps that's not something that comes very naturally. Like it takes some extent of like work and certainly like courage to like live in that space and to be in that space. Um, so thank you for being here, man. Thank you. And wow, what a beautiful compliment. Um, freedom is actually one of my number one values. And I like to filter every decision I make, um, at least when I can, right? Because I'm not perfect. I forget this truth sometimes, but um, filter it through whether or not it's in alignment, like with my value of freedom, or is it bringing me closer to that? Um, and it, it's funny, because I think like, for me, at least, I think a lot of people perceive me as like very free and I want to clear something up like I'm not afraid to be vulnerable I'm not afraid to share the truth with people. I never want anyone who watches my content to put me on a pedestal and to think of me as like somewhere to go like they want to be there free like me. Because I think what creates more freedom is accepting ourselves exactly where we're at, no matter what the circumstance. And even accepting that part of us that isn't accepting ourselves, which is something I'm learning right now. Like there's days where I don't accept myself and there's days where I feel in a prison of my own mind to this day. And I share this because I think freedom is understanding that part of like the human experience is having that human brain that's sometimes gonna go there. Mm -hmm. That's powerful, man, because I, I'll tell you like, whenever I'm having my worst days, whenever I'm having those like rock bottom type days, my mind wants to go to that place of like, okay, because I have like these role models, right? You know, people um, that you could say that embody the energy that I would like to, um, you know, embody to, to, to some degree within my life, you know, like basically I have this compass and it's like, okay, I want to go here, you know, like, this is what I desire, whatever it may be. 
it's very easy to take that experience and kind of use it as like a template and say like, okay, since this happened, there's no way that I can logically end up in this place. There's no way that I can become the person that I desire to become. And not in the sense that like, I want to be something else, but it's like, I want to be my best self. I love what you're saying, Nick, because oftentimes I think in the self-development space or consciousness, whatever you want to label it, there's kind of this like, what would this person do? And like, that's a great question. It really is a great question because, um, and my invitation to people is to not only apply it to their highlights, because that's what we see. That's what we see when they're showing up on social media. Chances are, this isn't always the case, but chances are they're posting something that they filtered through their judgment of this is wor- worth posting. This is valuable and don't share everything about themselves. So one thing that I've been practicing lately is like with role models that I have, because we all have role models, is asking myself, if I was this person and I felt the way that I do now, I feel like shit and I'm in a rock bottom, how would this person navigate the actual rock bottom? Not making the assumption that this person never has a rock bottom. bottom. Does that make sense? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I love that, man, because it's, yeah, I mean, it's very, it's very easy to assume that they just don't have them at all. (laughs) You know what I mean? And that they just like power through everything and that you know, things are all just like good. But I mean, the reason why they are so, you know, the the people that we admire, the reason why they are like, let's say it's like a healer, you know what I mean? Like, that's like, like, that's like probably like the number one thing that I look at is like, um, people in the spiritual, spiritual community, like healer, like you could call them healers, like they're not actually healing people, but they're holding a space for healing and they're kind of like that role model they're that example of like what's possible right and something that i tell myself all the time is like okay the like they're only where they're at because they experience the exact opposite they'd experience the darkness like if you want to you know like a healer has to be able to meet a person in that very dark place you know what I mean? Like they can't just like not experience the absolute darkest of the dark. Otherwise they're, they're just not going to be able to show up. They're not going to be able to relate to people and to actually hold that space. A thousand percent, Nick. And what immediately comes up for me is like this idea that like a lot of people think that when they go through a shadow phase or they're feeling a negative emotion, um, it's because something's going wrong, like they're doing the process wrong. (laughs) And um, oftentimes I talk about, I remind this to myself every day. And when I'm reminding myself, I remind others when I can, that um, the decision to see something we're doing or a way that we're being as right or wrong is an opinion. It's not a fact. Um, And even if we make quote unquote a wrong decision, um, we're playing the game. Like we're in the field, we're getting hit in the face, like punches are getting thrown at us, which is making us stronger. We're learning how to fight in the game of life, so to speak. Um, We're in the arena, which is better than 
like being an observer of the arena and judging people in the arena for making the wrong decision. Make decisions, just make decisions and allow that decision to either push you forward in your dream or even if it was the wrong decision, whatever that means, like it's still pushing you forward because now you know what doesn't work and there's closure there. It's kind of like, okay, that chapter is ended. I'm not even going to spend any of my mental space and willpower considering that option because it just didn't work. It didn't work. So mistakes, I mean, I tell people like celebrate if you're making mistakes because that means you're in the arena, you're playing the game. I think Brene Brown says that. I think that might be where I got that quote, but she mentions vulnerability is like this idea that like we're accessing courage to play the game of life and people are gonna have opinions about it. They're gonna say that's the right decision, that's the wrong decision. And who cares what they're saying because at least you're playing the game while they're watching you play. Yes, so a couple of things come up for me, man, whenever you say that. The first thing is like, yes, I completely resonate because all paths do go forward. You know what I mean? Like they just do. Like whether you experience the light of the, the lightest of the light or the darkest of the dark, like any mistake, any so-called error, it's all in your highest good. And it's, uh, I put it this way on my Instagram the other day, it's like a baby that's trying to learn how to walk, right? And it's like, they they make it through because they don't care how many times they fall. They don't care how much it hurts whenever they fall or what the intensity or the frequency of the falls are. But each of those falls provide specific and unique information that allows them to gain like the perfect uh, depth of wisdom from that fall. You know what I mean? Like there's so much juice in each of the falls. And for that reason, they're more equipped and able to actually get up the next time. But what you also said, or what what also came up for me is, I'm trying to, I'm trying to, I'm trying to reel the thought back in because I kind of got away from it for a second. Um, but I don't remember. So, <laughs> which is beautiful. Like it's like. I love that you're owning that, Nick, instead of just trying to fill the space. I mean, I don't know if like you've ever done this before, but there are times where like I'll go live and I think I need to fill every space and I think I need to know what to say at every moment. And I think it makes the content so relatable. Like, like, oh, shit, guys, I forgot what I was about to say. It's part of the process. It's part of the human experience. Yeah. And dude, and and that is... That's the most attractive thing, right? Like, I think perhaps that's what a lot of people like about, you know, your content is like, it's just natural. Like my entire life has really, you know, it's not like I'm out here on a hunt for a certain answer. It's like, okay, this is the answer. A, B, C, and D, this is how you live a good life. You know what I mean? It's like, no, like I'm just looking for the most natural experience possible because what's natural is what's comfortable. And it's what's free, you know what I'm saying? I love that. And what's natural for everyone or for someone isn't natural for everyone. Mm-hmm. Like you, like we all get to decide that, which is really beautiful. We all get to like decide what beliefs are serving us, what beliefs are actually ours. 
what lifestyles we want to live and like have our back with our decision right i think and i give this example because i love talking about shadow sides of things mm-hmm. there's a lot of people that in the name of self-development for example want to quit smoking whether it's weed or nicotine um and they think there's something wrong with them because they want to smoke and Oftentimes, the only reason why they're stopping their habit or trying to stop their habit is because someone told them that they should do it instead of considering if they actually want to do it. And I think what's more harmful, and this is my own theory, I'd invite people to take what resonates and leave the rest behind, but what's more harmful to our bodies and to our nervous system is beating ourselves up and like the hormones that that releases, the stress that that releases into our bodies, into our nervous systems. I think that's more harmful than the actual action itself. Yes, that's powerful, dude. It's, um, I mean, I can totally relate to that on my experience, you know, through working through certain um, over attachments and, and addictions, you know, if you want to call it that, um, myself and the self punishment thing was more because the self punishment comes from like this idea that you have to get somewhere, you know what I mean? And it completely, t- like, it, it almost seemed like it, it took me away from the actual, like legitimate lessons regarding that experience. Like, okay, like, why do I feel like I need this thing? You know what I mean? And what really stands out to me is I'm gonna leave space for this because there's there there's been like a lot for me like in this area lately of like um of like trying to like fix something in your life, you know what I mean? But really like drawing that balance between like um, running away from it and actually healing. You know what I mean? Um, mm. So, it, because th- this is what it comes down to. This is exactly what it came down to for me. So compulsive eating, that was the thing. And had to come like in order for me to like actually come to terms with it I had to come to terms with the fact that a part of me wants to ditch it a part of me does not and that is the very reason why it's still in my life is because there's a part of me that does not want to give it up so no matter how much I say you know I'm working through this thing there is still this part of me that definitively does not want to let this go And so this sounds insane, right? Like this sounds insane, but I had a couple of nights where I literally had to, I had to let myself go all out. Like seriously, like I had to literally prove to myself that eating is not going to work. And so there were a couple of nights where I'm like, okay, like Nick, like you think this is going to work? All right, let's see what happens. And so I just let myself keep eating and eating and eating. And 
you know, you can look at that in, in many ways. You could say I was being a slave to unconscious, you know, impulses, whatever. And from one aspect I was, but there was another part of me that really wanted to see how far I would go. You know what I mean? Like, like how, like, like literally how far am I going to go? How much pain am I willing to put myself through? And I'm not encouraging that people go out and, you know, smoke like 600 cigarettes in like one night or like, you know, drink 10 bottles of alcohol in one night. But this is just, this is what worked for me. It's like, how much pain am I willing to put myself through? And so whenever I woke up the next morning, like, um, I mean, just something that stood out to me. I was like, wow, like, I, I just can't believe that. Like, like, that's like whenever it really turned for me, that's whenever the flip, the, the script flipped. I was like, wow, like, I can't believe I, I let myself put myself through, through that much pain. And that's whenever I really wanted to change because I was like, wow, like one, it didn't work. And two, like, it just doesn't feel good. Like, I actually feel like I'm done with this. Yeah, so many, there's so many beautiful golden nuggets that we can go down here. First of all, like, thanks so much for sharing that, man. It's so refreshing that you're willing to share yourself in that way. I haven't even met you before. So this is super cool to like get to know you already raw and real in that way. That's one amazing approach, right? There's so many approaches, right? And this is, a, it almost goes back to the right or wrong conversation, right? That approach that you just shared might not work for everybody. Yet it, it sounds like it's working for you so far and that's incredible, right? Like progress and that's amazing, right? And let's say you did it and it actually made the problem worse. It's not wrong that you did that. Now, like, you know, oh, I'm never gonna do that again because it just doesn't work, right? It goes back to like that right or wrong. And then not only that, it's like, um, for me, for me, it's um, my compulsion tends to be like, I used to have a really bad porn addiction. Um, and sometimes it comes back into my life, like here and there, right? Like, for example, it came back this week, full transparency. And even as I share that, like, part of me is like, why would you share that, Carlos? Like, but no, like, let me walk the talk. Like, yes, I'm human. And like, it showed up for me this week. And I got coaching on it from my coach. And, um, and I was telling myself, like, I shouldn't have this urge by now. Like, I've done so much of this work. Why am I even having this urge? Like, like, and thinking that that thought was serving me, like, I shouldn't have this urge. And she just asked me this. When you think I shouldn't be doing this by now, how does that make you feel? And I was like, oh, my God. It makes me feel like shit. It makes me feel like I'm not accepting myself. Like I'm re like self-rejection, anxiety. Like it creates that emotion in my body. Um, and then she goes, well, when you feel all those feelings, like what do you do then? Like, how do you show up? What actions do you take or not take? You know, and, and I answered, I beat myself up more. I probably create more emotions that I'm trying to numb with porn to begin with, which increases my odds of watching porn. You yeah. know, and, and I really realized I was like, the more that I beat myself up for, for where I'm at, 
the more I'm actually pushing myself away from the result that I want. And the reality is, is that in act, the actions and behaviors we do are neutral. Every decision we make has a consequence to it. Yeah. You know, the decision to make something good or bad is an opinion and it's never a fact. What is a fact is that every decision we make has a consequence. Even the decision to start our own business, start our own YouTube channel, start a podcast, like there's consequences associated with that. It's not all rainbows and butterflies, which I think a lot of people think. Um, and it's just about like owning, like, is this, are you willing to put up with the discomfort that comes up with the, these consequences of this decision? You know, and if you're not changing and you're saying you want to change, I love what you said about owning, like some part of me just doesn't want that. And the more that we're willing to look at why that is, the more we accept ourselves. So when someone, when I have a client that comes to me and they're trying to like stop porn, for example, or stop an addictive behavior of any kind, or just love themselves more, right? And they're trying to quit a habit or a bad behavior, I ask them, well, obviously, like you want this behavior. So like, why is it a benefit to you? Honestly, like what about it is actually helping you? You know, oftentimes when someone's addicted to porn or to anything really to compulsive eating even um, is because they're avoiding an uncomfortable emotion or it's filling a need or it's creating dopamine in our brains. Like there's actual benefits to it. And when we can look at that and be like, oh shit, like that's why I'm actually doing this. Like, this is why I'm watching porn because perhaps maybe it, it fulfills the need of the discomfort of seeking a partner or perhaps it fills the void of anxiety that I might be feeling in that moment. It feels good. Yes. Right? Yeah. Like, <laughs> like, like, can we look at the, and this is, this is what I think shadow work really is. It's like, like looking at something that we judge as a bad thing, seeing that it's actually not a bad thing, it's neutral. Like let's practice not calling things good or bad. <laughs> let's practice seeing things as neutral because when we see things as neutral, well, if we see something as good, that means we get attached to it. And when we lose it, they're suffering. Now, if we saw that good thing as neutral and like, oh, like I could lose this at any moment, when we lose it, there's less suffering. Same thing when something's bad, when we call something bad, if we just see it as neutral, then when we do that thing or whatever it is, or experience that thing, it's like, okay, this is neutral. I can decide what it means. I can look at the facts instead of like projecting all my opinions and all my judgments onto it. Um, and from this space, we can begin to have like true compassion for ourselves and for others around us. Like if someone, you know, if someone hurts us or if someone does something they said they weren't gonna do, like, can we look at it from a neutral, curious space? Can we look at it and ask, well, perhaps why is it benefiting them to do that? Yes. Right? Okay. Um, yeah, so dude, so, okay. So I wanna, I wanna dive into something very specific here on this topic. And thank you for your transparency, by the way. Yeah. Um, something that really that that has really stood out to me okay so we're, we've been talking about this part right this part of our psyche that is still very much attached to the thing like there's a part of us that's like yes we do not like we don't want we do, we do not want this anymore and there's another for whatever reason 
And then there's this part of us that's mm -hmm. like, I know it's self-destructive. I know that it's not working, but I still want it like no matter what. And I found that for me, at least like, it's really about, you know, like part of the reason why I let myself really go to those limits is because I've I, I felt like I had to prove to that part that it's not going to work anymore, that it's truly not, you know, that it's truly not wanted. But what I, what I've also found is that it's almost like that, like, it's like that side needs to be convinced, right? Because we don't necessarily recognize the short-term like like the present moment and the long-term benefits of dropping whatever it is that we're attached to right because we want something immediately it's like oh like i have to sit with my emotions like this is probably this is almost like a punishment you know what i mean and there's like this need to to um to achieve something like very quickly or to get some sort of uh satisfactory result that satisfies us to that same capacity as if we did the thing so i want to pick your brain on that because i've really been thinking about that a thousand percent um, it, the brain is a really powerful negotiator and what i've learned on my journey is that the brain loves facts and the brain loves to know what's in it for me and um, I think so many people, they keep their goals in their head. They're like, oh, I want to lose weight and quit tobacco, right? Yet they don't ask themselves why. And the brain loves that. The brain loves to know why we're doing something. Because any time that we make a decision to try something that we've never done before, there's an organ in the brain called the amygdala, a piece of the brain. And the amygdala, for those of you who don't know, is designed to seek danger and keep us safe, keep us in certainty, and keep us in what we know. That's why it's hard for so many people to change. Yet, the amygdala can be negotiated with. If you can prove to the amygdala like, oh shit, this actually is pretty safe, and there's more in it for us, if we go down this route, then like, like I'll gain more from this, then, oh my God, like I'm all in, right? So um, let's say someone's like scared to feel anxiety, right? Um, and they're wanting to feel their emotions more instead of numbing it with some sort of habit or pattern, like scrolling, smoking, fucking drinking, whatever it is. Um, then like just setting the goal might work for some people. Oftentimes it doesn't because we all have human brains. So like, like, okay, what's in it for me? Like if I'm willing to feel this instead of going back to the pattern of numbing it with in fill in the blank with behavior here, then this is what I'll gain from it. These are the results I'll create in my life. This is the actual safety that I'll find that's greater than the safety I'm in right now. Um, and actually writing these down or saying them out loud or recording yourself, say it on video. Like it's almost like journaling. And what I tell people when you journal, find what fits for you. You don't need a perfect little Moleskine journal. If you don't like handwriting, then type it. 
then record it in a voice memo, then record it in a video, but actually say it out loud or take it out of your head and onto paper or an empty word document or phone notes app. Like ask yourself, like what's in it for you <laughs> if you are willing to do this uncomfortable goal and show up for it every day, whatever it is, right? Um, a lot of, let's use the example of someone, let's say someone wants to start a YouTube channel or a podcast, but their brain's like, oh my God, no, like being judged by someone else is scary. Okay, that's normal. It's normal to feel that fear. Nothing's wrong with you. Everyone has the fear of being judged, right? Again, the amygdala turns on there, but what's in it for you if you're all in on that dream, even when people judge you? Like when you're living that dream life and you're a YouTuber, content creator, TikToker, have your dream business and you put in the work and that discomfort, like why is that important? What will your life look like? Paint the freaking picture on a journal out of your head. Like take it out of the head. I tell this to people all the time because so many people live in their head and they're like masturbating in their brain with ideas. And like ideas aren't concrete until you take that first step of taking it out of your brain and putting it onto a paper, onto a Word document. That's already the creative process right there. Dude, that is so powerful because I, 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 love, I, I love how practical you are about this. Because for me, in my mind, it's very easy to, um, to I guess, see it from like these... Um, these lenses of like it's bad to depend on something you know what i mean to like place my power in these external ideas of you, you know what i'm talking about because like if i were to say because if i were to say like if i were to say okay you're gonna get this out of dropping this habit there's a part of me that's like, no, no, no. Like we have to be free. Like we cannot attach ourselves to that outcome. But that is like, but I mean, that is something that I've been doing. You know what I mean? Like with the compulsive eating, like something that I'll tell myself is like, okay, if you're able to sit with yourself and these feelings, you will open up your emotional channels and your energetic body and you will literally become more psychic. Like literally, like you will be more connected to your intuition to source to your true nature, like you'll be more connected. And that is like something that's like actually worked for me is like telling myself that story. And so I really do like your very like practical approach to this. Yeah. And even if you want to even take it a layer deeper with your example, it's like, okay, like it'll make me so um, more psychic, then what, what else? Or like, why is it important for me to develop this skill? What will that give me in my life? What will that open up for me? And then doing the same thing for the answer to that question and just layering, peeling back layers and layers and layers of like, you know, well, why is this important to me? Whatever answer comes up, like, okay, uh, I'll have more of this skill. Why is it important to me to have more of this skill? What, what's in it for me, right? And then just doing that until you really like just, you, it's a shift, like the mind will shift. It's like a click, it's subtle for some people, like in my experience for me, um, I'll get, I know that I'm doing this process in a way that's like serving me. If I'm like starting to get the chills or suddenly I'm like smiling and I'm not anxious about it anymore. 
-hmm. or or maybe I am scared, but it's like, okay, I'm willing to be scared and do it anyways. It's like a shift. It's subtle um, and for me. And um, it's when you're using the brain as a tool, because that's like, the reality is, is like, look, I'm woo woo as fuck. I love magic and spirituality and all these things. Mm-hmm. And I'm also, I love science. And here's the thing. We all have a brain. And the brain sees logic and facts. Our heart might see like the woo-woo, right? We have both. That's part of the human experience. And oftentimes I've seen in these spiritual and conscious spaces is like trying to bypass the brain. Like, no, you're still human. There's a brain within your, in between your two ears. Like, Like, learn how to use your brain instead of being like, fuck the mind like no no mind no mind like no you can say that to yourself all you want but even you saying no mind is a thought created by your brain so like might as well learn how to do it (laughs) you know what i'm saying might as well learn how to brain and bridge the gap and make and recruit the brain into your dream I mean, this is why I love what I do. This is because I'm, I'm like teaching people every day, you know, as a life coach, I'm teaching people every day how to like actually use what you have in the moment to move forward every single day and to love your process, to love yourself, to feel enough and to recruit your brain into it instead of like making it the enemy and like trying to sit in meditation until your brain dissolves. It just doesn't work that way. That is so powerful, my man. Because that is ex- like you, you hit it on the you hit it on the head. You, we do we actually tend to demonize the brain when because the way that I see it is that the brain is always creating illusions, right? Like we can't get around that. It's always creating illusions, and the only time that it's not the only time that the brain is not serving us or the mind, whatever you want to, however you want to make that connection only time that it's not serving us is whenever it's creating illusions and adhering to illusions that cause us pain and suffering and so it's like okay like which illusions am I going to create like there's nothing like like that literally is magic that literally is shamanism like that is that is alchemy it's literally changing the um it's transforming something through changing the perspective on it and, and, and fully embracing it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. What I tell people is no matter what, you're going to create illusions. So you might as well learn how to create the ones you want. Like why just let your brain run around like a little kid holding a knife when you can teach that little kid like how to walk. You can teach it how to talk. You can teach it how to have values, how to work, how to whatever, how to create. This is how our brain works. Mm-hmm. And we're always going to have the brain there. So um, might as well learn how to, like you said, use it to create magic, illusions that serve us. Because regardless, we're going to create illusions. Regardless, like even these ascended masters and these gurus and all that shit, like they all still create illusions. They're just choosing which illusions they create. And I think so many people misinterpret 
like a lot of these messages and who am I to say that, right? Like whatever, this is my interpretation, <laughs> which could be wrong too. And I'm willing to be wrong. But like my experience of it is like so many people are trying to like not think anymore. And I'm like, you can try and do that, which is literally a form of self-rejection and trying to bypass the fact that you have a brain or you could learn how to make your brain a really awesome and fun space to be in and practice that every single day. Um, and, and this is when life begins to unfold, when we start to ask our brain really good questions, when we start to ask our brain, like, what, what am I curious about? What, what inspires me? What's in it for me if I commit a thousand percent? Um, what's in it for me if I don't commit a thousand percent? Why am I doing what I do from a space of curiosity, not from a space of like, why, why do I keep doing this? But from a space of like, huh, like clearly there's, this is benefiting me in some way. What is that? You see the difference? It's like, yeah. um, the learning how to speak the language of our brain and of our bodies is really powerful. And it is magic. It is magic because it's when we start to blow our minds and create results that we thought would take us 10 years in a few months. Yeah, dude, it, it, it's really something that's been um, rattling around in my head for the past couple of days. And I've really been thinking about this is like, like our mind is the most powerful thing and we become the we we become the most empowered whenever we simply take responsibility for all of our perceptions all of them it's just taking responsibility for them like you could even i mean i'm uh you know like to be like just straight up about it like the coronavirus like i'll be honest with you in saying that my perceptions on it are a lot different than a lot of other people's. You know what I mean? And for that reason, the way that I interact with it, the way that I think about it, the way that I feel about it is much different. And I, I'm literally living in a different reality because of it. You know what I mean? A thousand percent. And I very much relate to and resonate with what you're saying. In life, we're dealt cards. So you could call these cards circumstances, like um, wh where we live, the body we're born in, a disease that perhaps comes into our body, an injury, um, a virus, a pandemic, and how we choose to play those cards and how we choose to feel about those cards will either move us forward or not. They will either serve us or they won't. Like the fact is, is there's a pandemic and we can think whatever we want about it. Yet I choose to not like even go into a fear downward spiral about it. I choose to be like, okay, this is here. Like it's here, whatever that means, whether or not the conspiracy theories are true, that it's fake or whether or not, you know, it actually is deadly. The circumstances, there's a virus going around, right? Now, I can choose to like sit in a lockdown, which p potentially might happen again in the United States, and be like, woe is me, I miss the old life. 
Or I can be like, what can I do with the card I've been dealt with right now that will move me forward? Uh-huh. And literally this pandemic <laughs> changed my life. Like this pandemic, like I've doubled my income multiple months in a row. This pandemic, I've developed um, a, a following on TikTok that is like huge. <laughs> um, yeah. This pandemic, I've chosen to let go of things that weren't serving me. I've evolved in ways that I wouldn't have in the old circumstance. And it's because I'm choosing to take the card that's been dealt with me and to play the fucking game instead of being like, card dealer, can you give me another card? I don't like this fucking card. That's just not how it works. You can't do that in a poker game. Yes, dude, That I love what you're saying because it comes down to, in my mind, what it really comes down to is leveraging our thoughts and the perceptions that we would like to choose with our actions. Because once you really like energize a thought or a perception that you would like to embody, you start seeing these opportunities everywhere in your reality to reinforce the positive ones. So it's like, if I want to embody the energy of abundance, because I know that is what I am, you know what I mean? Like I, I'm deciding, to, I'm deciding to embody the energy of abundance because I want to bring in more of that and live an abundant life. Then whenever I'm grab, whenever I'm going to grab a, a scoop of protein, I'm going to grab a big ass scoop. Like I'm not going to short myself in the, you know, in the sense that, you know, with the, with the way of thinking of like, oh, like I, I got to ration this out. I got to save this protein because, you know, for whatever monetary reasons, like all of this shit. And like, and that's just like an example, you know what I mean? But it's like those very small actions every day. It's like, for, for another example, um, there was a one point where, and it wasn't that too, it wasn't that long ago. It was like this time last year, I was so much more obsessed with my hair than I was, than I am right now. And I, I would have to make sure that my hair was absolutely perfect before going out, before I was seen. And over time, like I just start to see these like nudges from the universe, like these opportunities to, um, to loosen into and to step into um, just more of like a flexible way of being and like not caring about it, you know what I mean? And so it's just taking those opportunities and actually doing that. It's like this, for example, is literally the first podcast where like, I haven't done my hair today at all. Like, like, not that I don't care about, I mean, like I did a lot, like I washed it, like I washed it, of course, but I didn't like go all out and like, you know, try to style it perfectly and all this shit. You know what I mean? Cause like, I, it feels so good to just embody that energy of that thought form that you want to bring forth. And there's so many opportunities to do that. Mm, a thousand percent. And I can relate to the hair thing, man. I, even to this day, sometimes I'd be tripping about my hair, <laughs> like, um, and it's okay. Right. Like, and it's like, totally okay. It's again, like meeting myself where I'm at, meeting yourself where you're at. And like, um getting to know ourselves more from a playful place and a curious space as you were speaking um i was thinking a lot about like as well 
focusing on like how how can we with the cards that were dealt in the moment how can we maximize that and 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 you were mentioning abundance and i love this example because this is something i'm still working on to this day is like refining my mindset with that and what it means abundance and oftentimes like i'll find myself asking myself like if i was abundant now how would i live my life i the questions that i would come up with were like spending money on things right yet abundance is not a circumstance abundance is just who we are and it's a perception we we have as well about our life like we can choose to see abundance in our current circumstance or not so as you were speaking i even had this aha moment like abundance is about asking myself if i believed in this moment that i was already abundance nothing's changed i've got the same bank account same shit in my house same broken this and broken that and same clothes in my closet if i believed that this moment was already abundant and enough how would i then show up throughout my day how would i feel how would i think so it's not about like if i had the money what would i be doing today no it's about if I thought with the money I have right now, I'm already abundant, like how would I show up in my day to day? What would I be doing with my time? Would I be chasing money or would I be doing what makes me happy? Yeah. Now, 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 right? It's not, that's an aha moment I had as you were speaking. So I want to thank you for that. <laughs> yeah, dude, that's very insightful. It's like, and I've been thinking about that too. It's like something that I tell myself and have to remind myself is to, live and act from that place of abundance because I, I guess you could see it two ways, right? You can see that you can't act your way to abundance unless you're already in a place of abundance. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, and to like, I guess, elaborate on that is what I'm saying is like, I realized that there is no action that I can take that will bring me abundance or freedom or whatever it is, unless I'm already feeling it. Mm-hmm. Um, and kind of like I was saying, like not too long ago is like, there are all of these opportunities to almost like force myself into the energetic state, you know, um, or to nudge myself. That's better. It's like nudge myself into the energetic state of like, like I said, taking the full ass protein scoop because like I can be, because if I'm in a low vibe state, if I'm in a lower vibe state, then I'm going to recognize those thoughts, uh, those mental patterns of acting very, um, you know, there's nothing wrong with acting rationally, but acting like in scarcity. And once I notice that I'm like, okay, like how am I going to choose to act right now? because my actual action is going to initiate that vibration of abundance. You know what I mean? A thousand percent. Um, and I love what you're saying, like about considering as well, like what is our action coming from a feeling in our bodies of abundance or a feeling in our bar- bodies of scarcity? And, you know, <laughs> 
scarcity isn't really rational. And scarcity, a lot of people, and I've done this many times, but and I'm starting to see how people think like faking it by like, oh, let me go buy this super expensive thing to like force myself into abundance is actually scarcity in disguise because it's thinking that we need something outside of us to like validate our, our already inherent abundance. And um, this is another trap that I see a lot in the self-development community. It's like, again, with the cards you're currently dealt, with the numbers in your bank account right now, what, like, how would you approach it if you already felt abundant and rational? Not what would you need to do to like fake to your brain that you're abundant? Like, you know, and, and a lot of people think like, oh, if I take care of my money and I choose to spend it wisely, then that's scarcity. And I say that's bullshit. I say if right now the reality is, is I have these bills that get to be taken care of to make sure my survival needs are met and I have this amount of income coming in, then I'm going to take care of my money. And that's an act of abundance that's going to also serve me and not getting myself into more debt so that I can then create more ways of more income, right? And more actual finances. So money is a byproduct of abundance thinking. Money is not abundance. Money is a byproduct of like abundance thinking and feeling. It's, it's, um, it's not, oh, I must buy this in order to then get to abundance. Dude, that is, I'm so glad you said that because I'm, I'm so glad you said that because I've, I've recognized that belief within myself, but sometimes it operates in the background where it's like, okay, like where the, where the motive of living in abundance is all of the things that it can bring you and not just the feeling itself of being abundant. You know what I mean? And so it's really, it's really about reaching like a very, um, it's, it's such a natural state and it takes a lot of discernment, um, and, and honesty really. A thousand percent. Um, I think the word abundance has been muddied a lot with like thinking that circumstances equal abundance. Like when I have this house, I'll be like this house means abundance or you know six seven figures a year means abundance or Mm -hmm. um being able to afford insert the blank here means abundance and there's people that have all those things and they're still in scarcity right because it's about uh like let's think of our nervous systems where emotions come from like it's a chemical response in our nervous system that's on overdrive all day every day it's a chronic fight or flight response is, is what scarcity is. It's not about having zero dollars in the bank account because there's people that I know that have negative in the bank account and they're, they're so enough and they feel so sufficient. That's true abundance if you ask me. And then from that space, they can actually create money in a way that doesn't put them in, in a prison, a self-created prison, so to speak. Like these people that like have a bunch of money, but they also have 
like the most expensive car payments and the most expensive mortgage payment and the most expensive this like that to me is like scarcity trying to pretend it's abundance and the ego cleverly tricking people but like um to me true abundance is like let me make smart decisions like rational factual decisions from this space now not trying to pretend i have this much money in my bank account and then purchasing that thing because i think it'll make me be more abundant like no no that's silly it's so silly i'm very big on like grounding woo woo shit like because i love woo woo shit but it gets such a bad rap because there's so many people with good intention good intention that they're saying oh like um you're not gonna buy this like that means that you're in scarcity no absolutely the fuck not like that is not true That is not true. That's a very fake it till you make it approach. And abundance isn't fake. Abundance is in flow. Abundance meets us where we're at and like is okay with it. That's dude, the very powerful. Um, I really like to like just pick apart my, my thoughts. You know what I mean? Like I'm not harsh on myself, but it's like, for example, yeah, sure. I have all these desires. Um, and all of these places where I intuitively know that I am, you know, I'm, I'm on the trajectory. I'm on the right path towards these desires. Um, and increasingly, there's a large portion of my being that is very comfortable with waiting because I'm, I, I just feel so deeply immersed um, and fascinated by the process. Like, you know, like increasingly, I'm more in, a, in, a, in, a, in an abundant state, right? However... I, I still have to really like take inventory, right? So for example, in order for me to be truly abundant, I have to like, sure, yes, I would desire a house in Malibu, period. <laughs> However, I can't have this idea in my head that that is the only thing that is going to make me happy. I have to be okay with an apartment in Syracuse, New York, or or wherever the universe God wants to take me, thinks that I need to be at that moment in order to expand. You know what I mean? And, And it's really about just recognizing that a lot of these programs, a lot of these, um, influences these energies that are convincing us that we need to be abundant are really it's just like it's like really like looking into those expectations right because for me like i i'm 21 um i'm about to graduate from college and for me in particular it's like a lot of familial expectation right and um you know, making sure that I have this certain job and this certain income and, you know, like all of this like shit. And it's really about identifying like, okay, what does abundance feel like to me? Like, I don't care what it looks like to someone else or or, or what my life looks like to someone else. It's about how I'm feeling. And so I'm curious, like, how have you, through your experience, like, how have you worked with, you know, with things like that? Mm, that is a phenomenal freaking question and good news y'all if it's true that our circumstance can't make us feel anything 
it's really how we perceive it, then that means that we can actually feel what we want to feel at any moment, really, which is super liberating and super awesome. It's great news, right? Like, oh, so if having the house in Malibu won't make me happy and I just need to change my thoughts, like, holy shit, that's awesome. Um, now, granted, it's simple. It doesn't necessarily mean it's an easy process and it's it's messy and it gets to be fun too. But um, for me, and I, I'm still working on this every day, every day. So back to that whole, like, I mean, I don't, I'm not always like shitting rainbows and butterflies. Like it's, it's dark and dirty. Um, it's being willing to look at like, what am I thinking about my current circumstance? So let me just define a circumstance for a second. A circumstance is something, first of all, circumstance is always a fact and it's always neutral, right? So if someone sends me a text message and the story I'm telling myself is they're being rude, that's not the circumstance. The circumstance is they sent me this text word for word. My thought about it is they're being rude. So the only fact is what they wrote in the text message. So in life, we're dealt circumstances, right? So right now we're in the circumstance of this podcast. And I have thoughts about this podcast that are creating feelings in my body, right? So um, thoughts that I'm having as I'm experiencing this podcast is that um, this is a powerful opportunity for me to like help someone today. When someone listens to this and they have an aha moment, I've done my job. Like these are all thoughts, they're not facts. They're illusions that I'm choosing on purpose, right? And those thoughts create feelings. Right. So if I'm believing that my voice is valuable and I have something really valuable that I can share today in this podcast episode, then the emotion that that'll create in my nervous system is perhaps confidence, perhaps flow, perhaps a feeling of service within my body, perhaps um, abundance, the feeling not the, abundance is not a circumstance. It's a feeling. Right. right. Yeah. It's not, so, a, it's not a thought. <laughs> exactly. Abundance comes from the way we think and feel. Right. So um, what's been helping me is to always like ask my and, and these can be journaling prompts. So everything that I say here to anyone that's listening to this, like you can literally write down the answers to this question as a journaling prompt. And this is a great way to just teach your brain how to think, to train your brain to be a tool. But what's been helping me is like, with the money in my bank account right now, with the current place that I'm living in, with every circumstance that I have right now, why is it enough? And why am I safe in this moment? Like, why is that true? And just answering those questions, right? Um, you know, answers that come up for me are like, I have food on the table. And not only is it food on the table, it's healthy food on the table. So it's a luxury even, not a necessity. Um, I have a bed to sleep on, which is actually not a necessity. You can totally sleep on the floor and survive. So like, that's another luxury I have access to. Oh my God, right? Like, oh, um, I have a phone in which I can take pictures, record videos, record podcasts, host Zoom workshops, and do all these things access email. And it's not even a necessity. It's a luxury. Yeah, right now, what I have actually is enough. And I am safe, like there's no danger. Right? 
that's a great journaling prompt. So why is it true that with my current circumstance, I actually have more than enough? And answering that question, um, forcing your brain to go there. Um, another question that I often ask myself as a journaling prompt, and this one really shifts my energy every single time, but um, what do I have now that I've always wanted? Oh, I love that question. I love that question. I've always wanted to be a content creator. Right now I'm creating content with you, Nick. Um, and I have a, I create TikToks every day. I go live almost every day. I make videos. Um, I'm creating content every single day. I'm a content creator with a community, with a following that gets paid to do it. I've always wanted that. And I have that right now. That's a fact. Holy shit. Even just as I said that, like I got the chills. And it's like... Yeah. Um, you know, answering that question as much as possible. Like, let's say you have your dream body and you already lost the weight. Like, you've always wanted that. Like, celebrate that. What do I have now that I've always wanted? Um, whether that's an emotion, whether that's a way of being, whether that's a sense of confidence, speaking on stage or speaking in front of a camera, whether that's a partner that you have that you've always wanted, a friendship that you have that you've always wanted, listing as many reasons as possible. Another question that's very similar in the energy is like, why is it true that right now I'm the most successful I've ever been? And that's actually a fact. Let me explain why it's a fact. A lot of people have this thought that they're going backwards and that's never true. It's never, never, never true. It's actually not possible. That's why I'm not. And granted, I'm not talking about time machine shit and like, no, that's not what I'm talking about here. What I'm talking about is like, Right now, in this moment, in this present moment, and in every present moment you ever experience in your life, you are always more successful than you've ever been, just because you have accrued more experience and you've experienced more than you did in the previous present moment. <laughs> so that is that statement is always a fact. And just forcing your brain to answer that as a journaling prompt. So we've got three really great questions that I ponder on multiple times a week, especially when I'm feeling not enough or insufficient or in scarcity energy. Um, and remember, scarcity is a feeling, an opinion. It's not a circumstance. Same thing with abundance. Um, and I'll just repeat them for clarity. So the first question was, why is it true that right now in this moment, I'm actually safe and have everything that I need and write as many answers as possible? Um, Another question that I ask myself is, what do I have now that I've always wanted? And the third question that I ask myself is, why is it true that right now I'm more successful than I've ever been? Mm -hmm. And like training my brain, like brain, you're going to sit here and answer these questions no matter how badly you don't want to. Mm -hmm. Dude, that's amazing. Um, and thank you for sharing those. And so I'm curious because I mean, things have, I mean, I'm, I'm not sure how long you've been doing it. I don't, it, it, it is very important what you're doing. And it's very, um, I just really think it speaks to the, like the deep work that you've done. You know what I mean? Like you didn't wake up one day and, and you were like, okay, now I'm going to do this. You know, the content creation, the life coach, like whatever, like all that stuff, like you've done a deep work on yourself and you continue to do that deep work and that deep work is reflected in the outer work that you're also doing and so 
I want to hear like kind of like a little bit about your journey through that and um you know like what like what have you learned from Mm -hmm. that of like being like a life coach and like things like that yeah and and stepping out into that you know what I mean yeah where specifically would you like me to begin with my journey hmm I'm curious to hear about some of the key experiences and obstacles um, that have marked your path and that you have overcome, whether you want to go, you know, as like life specific, like spiritual path specific, um, or you could go, you know, content creation specific, because that's also something that would resonate with myself and our audience. So it's yeah. Okay. So they all kind of go hand in hand and, um, to give context, like I won't go too deep into like the dark night of the soul, but I had a very long time where I was in the closet with my sexuality, where I was very angry at the world, where I was like super addicted to drugs. I'm talking ecstasy, weed, alcohol, um, Xanax, all these things, psychedelics. And um within that shadow i definitely realized a lot of ways in which i was getting in my own way and um if anyone is feeling like they're going through a shadow phase or a dark night of the soul understand that that's always an invitation to release it's always an invitation to take self-inventory to rest to slow down and to then eventually find clarity and responsibility and um in the depths of my darkest of my shadow phase um I was put in a position where I realized that I was making things a problem that actually weren't a problem. Like it was the first time I said, holy shit, maybe I'm the problem, not everything that I'm blaming. And there's so much power in that because from that space, I realized that I could change. Um, I became a yoga teacher. That's kind of where that journey started. And um, wasn't really my thing but it was kind of in that direction it was like closer in that direction um and (laughs) here's the thing consider my story as i'm saying my story i want you all to think of like the image of trying to find treasure and and like in life you might have a treasure map but there's not really an x marks the spot it's more like there's, you have general clues that kind of lean towards that direction. And what happens is, is as you go through life and you start listening to those subtleties and listening to those clues, you'll see that you've been getting pointed in that direction by spirit, God, universe, whatever your buzzword is, like all along. And it makes sense when you look at it in hindsight. But when I was in college, I found like, I was like, something about yoga really attracts me. It was like a curiosity, a calling, and I went into it. I got a scholarship for my yoga teacher training, like a 50% scholarship. And that was spirit kind of saying, okay, you're walking in the right direction, but it wasn't obvious. Spirit wasn't saying, this is your purpose. Spirit was saying, you're walking in the right direction. So here's a scholarship so that you kind of like get an idea. Like just keep moving in that direction. Um, I started realizing it wasn't my thing it wasn't the yoga movement and teaching the classes that inspired me. It was more the philosophy behind it and understanding the mind and things like that, the spirituality around it. Um, 
eventually I joined a fraternity in college and a lot of people have a lot of negative stories about a fraternity and I say fuck all that shit because it changed my life I again another calling I was like about to drop out of college and I was like you know what like I just want to try this fraternity thing and if it doesn't work then I'll drop out right I did it and with it, first of all, it was the most life-changing experience ever. I learned public speaking. I learned event planning. I learned, I was surrounded by wealthy people, broke people, different mindsets. It taught me how to love someone, even, in, even though we completely disagree and see the world in a different way. And um, while I was in my fraternity, I was nudged by certain brothers. Hey, you should try this position, or you should try doing this student leadership involvement. And if I would have never seen that because I was blinded by my own self-limiting beliefs, but they saw me greater than I saw myself. Again, another little subtlety of spirit. And, you know, I was invited to be the Brotherhood Development Director, which is an executive board position that involves um, teaching the brothers self-development, how to be a better man, how to talk to women. Yeah, the gay guy telling them how to talk to women. It made complete sense. And <laughs> fucking um, how to dress for success, how to time manage, essentially the life coach of the fraternity. Part of my job was also doing a brotherhood retreat. And I was the first brotherhood development director to ban all alcohol and weed and substances at a retreat. I got so much hate for it and it ended up being the, one of the best decisions that I ever made. And while I was at the retreat doing all these self-development and human connection exercises, I was like, man, how could I do this forever? Another subtlety, another clue in the treasure map. So because I asked myself that question, my brain was starting to seek solutions. It was a seed that I planted that never went away. Um, Eventually, I, I was just more confident growing a lot in this fraternity and brothers started saying, hey, you would make a really great life coach. And I was like, what the fuck is a life coach? Boom, another hint in the treasure map. You know, and at this point, I was already watching YouTube content creators, listening to podcasts again, man. I could do what they're doing. I wasn't separating myself from them. I was like, I could do what they're doing. Um, eventually, again, these are all little clues in the treasure map. There's no X marks the spot. Spirit is just kind of communicating with me with little signs and signals, and I'm choosing to be open to them. Um, and eventually I went to my first retreat where I made an investment of over a thousand dollars in myself. Um, and I went to this retreat in Austin, Texas, full of that was the community there. There was literally famous YouTubers there that I would watch and they were there. And I was like, oh my God, like they're literally here. And um, I would talk to them and I would be like, look, like, how do I get there? Like, what, what, what am I missing? You know? And again, just again, more signposts and signals from the universe. While I was there, I found other like retreats and coaches that I ended up working with, investing in myself again and again and again, just thousands of dollars, taking out credit cards, taking out loans, not giving a fuck, like knowing that I would get paid back eventually because this I'm all in on this. Um, 
And I, I traveled with this retreat company for about a year. I, I, was, I started off as their client, ended up being one of their facilitators, then ended up running the shit with them, making a bunch of money with them. And while I was with them, my mentors would always say, hey, I want you to create a video today. Like, just create it. Like, I don't know why, but I just know it's something that would really help you. So I started creating little videos that were like three minutes long and super awkward. And I'd be like, this is why you should try yoga today. And it was so cute. And like, oh, in hindsight, like if you scroll down my IGTV long enough, you'll find them. And uh, then I started going live. Then I started thinking, man, like this is actually fun. Like I'm not dying. <laughs> Our brain thinks we'll die if we go live. Like I started going live. And I started seeing these things. I went to life coaching school. Um, fast forward to now, I mean, it's been two years since I started posting those videos. Um, and now I'm making videos hours a day, every day. I have one-on-one -on -one clients that I'm working with as a life coach, um, serving them in, in a private way, helping them break through the same way my coaches help them break through. And I'm still working on it. I'm still not living my perfect 10 dream life yet. And that's okay. But I'm in the arena playing the fucking game. And it is so awesome. And right now I'm continuing to lean into like the little signposts and the little opportunities that I'm like, huh, that sounds like a lot of fun. Like, I'm going to do that. I'm going to try that. And just leaning into that and trusting my intuition there instead of second guessing myself and overthinking it and getting caught in analysis paralysis. In a nutshell, whenever I felt curiosity, I leaned in and I didn't question it. I just leaned in, tried it. And if it didn't work, I did something else. Yes. Yeah, dude, that's, that's amazing. And that's, I mean, I feel like that's what it's all about. You know what I mean? It's just because we're bombarded all the time with so much information, so much sensory information, um, so many thoughts. But if you're really able to just be present with them and seek to understand them, or maybe not even understand them, but if you're willing to just be a clear channel for them and to listen then you'll recognize that there are some that are just so much more profoundly attractive than the other ones. And it may be scary. It may be scary. It may go against what makes what you think makes sense. Um, <laughs> and, and I feel like a lot of times what you think does not make sense is because someone else is because, because it's actually someone else that doesn't think that it, that it makes sense and you're adopting that belief. Um, but it's really about like just stepping into that darkness and trusting that there's a torch there for a reason. You know what I mean? Like there's that light that you see at the end of the tunnel for a reason. And so that's all the, like that, like perhaps that's why you should take the unbeaten path and step into that darkness. A thousand percent. And it's, it's fun. It's more fun that way. Like in a nutshell, it's like, why do we watch movies and read books about heroes and watch superhero movies? Because they go through a conflict and a struggle. They access courage, they do it. And then there's a light on the other side. And then they do it again in part two and in part three. 
I mean, how many Avengers movies are there and people still watch them, right? It's because that is an inherent like desire that we as human beings have in our psyche collectively is this idea, Joseph Campbell talks about it all the time, the idea of the hero's journey, the idea of like feeling a calling and the calling is not necessarily really obvious. It's really subtle. It's kind of like, huh, like something about what this person is doing really attracts me. And I, I'm, I want to know what it is. I want to talk to them. I want to ask them questions or something about, you know, something about what I'm going through is just not it. There's more to life than this. That's the calling. It's not you, the spirit of the, like the universe isn't going to call you and be like, Hey, yo, like you're not living in alignment, homie. Like you need to get your shit together. No. Yeah. And, and then send you a Google doc with like a set of instructions. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. With the instructions and the plan already laid out. Like how boring would a superhero movie be if you knew the ending? Like how boring would it be if the entire super if, if the entire Spider-Man superhero movie was just him making out with Mary Jane in a city with zero crime? Like that is so boring. The conflict is is like part of the beauty of it, the resolution, the willingness to be uncomfortable. Um, saying yes to all of life, not just what's pretty and fun and cozy, but like what's also calling to us, but that feels a little scary. Like feeling scary, like when you learn how to feel your feelings, feeling scary actually is like really enlivening instead of something to run away from. It's like, oh man, I'm scared, but like I'm feeling so much in my body. I feel like I could run a marathon. Like that is fun. It's fun. It's fun. It's like go live on Instagram today and humiliate yourself on purpose. Go to the most public mall right now and care for and hug as many people as well, coronavirus, right? But like, you get what I'm saying? It's like, we get these callings to do things that feel uncomfortable and our brain, the amygdala will convince us to not do it, to keep us safe because our brain thinks that that will kill us the same way a tiger coming at our throat will. And I promise you, it's not gonna kill you to feel a little bit of fear. It's just a sensation in your body. Yeah. And, and the way that I like to think about it is that we actually feel so energized in those states of sheer terror because we have been literally locking up our energy and being these frozen beings for so long. And whenever there's that impulse to do something different and to move the energy, then whatever you want to call it, kundalini, life force, just starts moving through you and all like every ounce of your being, every cell in your body is like, yes. Like it, like it, like it doesn't mean that, you know, the outcome of my action, like, you know, what I'm going to do, like, it doesn't mean that like Instagram living is my life's purpose, but it means that it's a step forward. It's towards my evolution. It's in my highest good to do this because I'm becoming more free I'm, I'm, I'm more connected. You know what I mean? Like, it's just all of that. A thousand percent. And I mean, what you're saying reminds me of like, I don't remember if it was a quote I read recently, but I'm just, I'm going to give the basic backdrop of the meaning. 
but it's like so many people are thinking the wrong question like what's my life purpose and that's such a heavy question to ask ourselves it has so much pressure and i do this all the time y'all like i'm not perfect every day i'm like what's my life purpose and then i'm like wait a second that's way too in the future right now like in this moment what's most present for me what am i most curious about and doing that every day like our you know i'm starting to understand for me at least i believe that our purpose is to explore and be the most alive version of who we are not of who my mentor is not of who society tells me i should be but of who i am and how we know we're doing that is are we taking action on the emotions that we want to feel more of mm. like am i taking all my actions from fear most people don't want to feel more fear most people want to feel more alive more joyful more present more in flow so can we make more decisions from that space if i'm curious about something am i leaning in and taking action on it or am i numbing it and ignoring it yeah because instead i'm going to listen to fear and be like no that's scary like i'm going to do this instead that's just going to create more fear like yeah and discomfort you know it's uncomfortable to like live there um well cool man this has been an off awesome conversation and i have um two more questions for you so one i want to hear what your vision is for a new earth a great question man. my vision for a new earth is a world where um people have such a healthy relationship with themselves like and what do i mean by that it's like people who know what their values are like that's the new normal like if i ask you what are your top 5 values and you know the answer to that or your top 3 even like that's fucking awesome and living in alignment with those values meeting themselves where they're at uh, in a world where in schools emotional intelligence is taught before results are taught like how to create results it, living in a world where um most people are living their dream life and doing their dream job or whatever that looks like for them um living in a world where self-expression is like the norm like self-expression saying what i want taking risks and living the hero's journey is like taught in schools like that's the new collective belief um a world where the news shares what's working in the world not not only what's not working um and mostly a, a world where people just like stop shooting on themselves so much and beating themselves up and um thinking they're wrong for having the urges they do the thoughts they do the desires they do the behaviors they they do like just like hey like it's okay to freaking smoke the blunt and jerk off sometimes like right. you know like uh, yeah yeah that's what came up for me yeah i like that man it just screams freedom to me it's like freedom and connection mm -hmm. freedom and connection or you call love connection whatever you want to call it but it's just like light however you want to see light like whether it's like energetically light or like you know yeah it's just light <laughs> like it just feels mm -hmm. light 
Um, great response, man. And then, so finally, what to you is the meaning of life? For me, this answer evolves a lot, but right now it's to keep things simple and to explore what feels most presently and strongly curious to me in every moment. And then figuring out how that can serve others. Mm -hmm. Powerful, man. Well, Carlos, this was a kick-ass podcast, my brother. Thank you so much, Nick. Yes, this was, this is, um, this is, uh, this is going to help a lot of people. And, um, you know, whoever chooses to watch it, whoever has chosen to, to listen to this all the way through, thank you for listening. And go ahead. Were you going to say, wanted to say something? Oh, totally. I'd love to connect with anyone who listens to this. Um, do I have your permission to share like my social media? Absolutely brother. Yeah. So, um, I'm currently active on three social media platforms. The best one to reach me on a one-on-one basis is Instagram, which is at Carlos de la Playa. It's spelled C-A-R-L-O-S-D-E-L-A-P-L-A-Y-A. It's the same handle on TikTok, Carlos de la Playa, and on Twitter, which is de la Playa Carlos. Um, So those are the three spaces where you can reach me and where you'll see most of my content that is served to inspire self-expression and creativity in others. Hell yeah, man. And I'm going to tag your Instagram in our, uh, in our show notes as well. So they'll have access to that. And yeah, dude, this was a fun conversation. And I would, I would honestly love to do this again with you sometime. Absolutely, man. Whenever you're ready, reach out. What a pleasure meeting you. Thanks for asking me to be here. Hell yeah, man. All right. Um, well, yeah, everyone, thank you for listening.